Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 604 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, you can find out what happened when I caught up with Misty Rosas on behalf of Science of Cinema. We will be inviting you to make a donation towards Medi Cinema, their current course. Full details on all of their fantastic interviews can be found on their Facebook page. But St. Misty is on the way and she plays two roles in The Mandalorian as well as working on a fantastic array of other films. In addition to that, we'll be hearing from Gary A. Wales talking about his work and some brilliant stuff which he's got going on in his world of entrepreneurship alongside his acting. He's, of course, been in Game of Thrones and a number of other fantastic features too. Whilst we're on the subject of actors, Jake Jones joining us for a bit of a natter about his world as a scare actor. We'll be finding out about what he gets up to and seeing some of his costumes that he has created for the characters that he brings to life. Alex Wallace-Croft joins us for a bit of a natter about the world of Warsaw Operatic Society. We'll be hearing from them and how they are still planning to bring Rent to the stage in 2021. In addition to that, we'll be catching up with the team from LGBT Plus Sparkle about their forthcoming events and expansion of their meetings into Mondays as well as their usual Thursdays. Plus, we'll be having a natter with the King's Parade's Ollie. He'll be with us for news on their latest releases, a current single and a bit of a tease of what's coming up in the not-too-distant future as well. That's all on the way on The Milk Bar this week. Scare actor, actor, model, dancer, this guy does it all. He's Jake Jones and he joins me now for chat. Hello, sir. Hi, you are right? I'm good. I trust we find you well. Very good, thank you. Good stuff. Now, first of all, explain what it's like being a scare actor. Because uh, we've had a chat with the guys from Scare Track in the past, and that's how I'm aware of your work. And uh, it is uh, not only amazing fun, I'm going to guess, but uh, also uh, uh, really fun to be creative with as well, because you get to get up to all sorts of things. Definitely. It's, it's something completely different to anything else that I've ever done. Um, and when you start to get... You can either go to a scare attractions and think, yeah, you know what, I like this. I want to actually do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, you go along to the audition, you get through, and you're in whatever maze they put you in. And obviously the themes are different, the characters are different. And you sort of really get involved and you really get all your ideas running and stuff. And me being creative as it is, you start coming up with all these w- weird and wonderful uh, characters, um, sort of military, creature-esque, alien, you know, whatever your mind takes you to, you create that character. And that's what I do. I think of ideas and then bring them to life. Well, um, having seen just, just some of the makeup stuff that you've done and some of the photo shoots, it looks uh, absolutely amazing. And it, it, not so much hiding behind the makeup, but bringing it to life is the thing. And sometimes bringing the undead to life must be an unusual experience. Yeah, um, zombies is a fun one to do. Um, I always say, if you want to get into scare acting, if you're wearing a mask or if you're wearing makeup, it don't just be a person in the mask or in the makeup acting. You have to become that character, think like that character would, speak like that character would if they speak, 
growl like that character would, move and twist like that character would, become the character, don't just act the character out, I would say. But over this much time with your dance moves as well, and, and, and having that background must really help with the, the, the whole ensemble that, that, that you create when you're doing these things. Yeah, definitely. The dancing does help um, with my... Uh, I'm quite flexible with my shoulders, so I, I can always like, over-twist my shoulders to make them look like distorted and dislocated and stuff like that. It's really quite cool. It does help. And when, it, when the scare actors are being booked, I mean, often uh, I only assume that they want someone who will bring with them a set of characters already. Yes, if there is a specific theme, you know, they, they may well have something they want you to become. But uh, I'm going to guess that you do also get booked as being the fella that does this. Yeah, yeah. Um, people know me to, for what I make and what I do um, because I'm very... My strengths are mostly um, creature-esque, so it's... Um, like animalistic, mm -hmm. uh, moving in a human way, but I also do um, human characters, obviously as well. But um, it's the way I can do things that some people may not be able to do. Like I can sort of run at walls and pin myself halfway up the walls, so or look twice the size than I, than I actually am, and the speed. Uh, so uh, it, 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 it's, a, it's an amazing world, and, and one which is like you, you're playing both for the entertainment and the, just, just a, a bit of a, of a fun scare. I mean, that's the good thing about these things. They're all safe. Everybody knows what's going on, but they don't know exactly what's going to happen. And that is where the fun comes into it if you're a scare event. Obviously, that hasn't been able to happen of late, but it hasn't stopped you pre uh, preparing new ideas and getting your outfits together. And you've got some bits and pieces around you there, haven't you? Yes, I've got a few bits and bobs. Um, what would you like to start with? Well, and what's your current favourite on that table that you have in front of you? Some a bit of made, some a bit of bought, and then repainted, and then some I had custom made. So let's start with my ultimate favourite, which is the Horseman of Pestilence. Right. Which is this guy. Now that that that, that is a look and a half, isn't it? There's uh, and obviously a latex piece which fits over your head uh, that uh, you can then you know bring bring to life and you're about three inches four inches taller when you got that on aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm about well, I'm six foot one and with that on, I'm in my new rock boots, six foot five, so I am twice the size. Pretty good stuff there, and that is going to be an imposing figure at any event. And uh, uh, I mean, how do you maintain something like that? Because I mean, that blood looks like you've uh, you've you know, recently applied it. It, it. It's got that good glisten about it. Is it all part of the materials that you're using to you know, bring these things to life? The camera doesn't do, do it justice, but if you can tell, there's, there's loads of veins in it. Like there's quite the thick veins, and then on the horns, there's like the small veins if you can see. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're almost like fingers, aren't they? That is really almost, scary. Almost, yeah. They're almost like fingers, yeah. And, and how, how, do you put, how do you put that on? So say if we were to say to you now, okay, let's see you with that on. How long would it take you to get that, get into that? Is that something you can do? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'll just uh, wash the wires. If I take it off the mannequin head. Because th th this has to be quite flexible to, to allow you to move and breathe in them. Yeah. So these are... This is stage two silicon, which is which is a stiffer silicon. Yeah. The one next to me is a softer stage, so you get more movement out of it. Okay, we'll take a look at that in a minute. But, yeah. So all you do with a silicon mask, it's off, it's off the stand now. Mm -hmm. So all you do, you put 
You put your hands inside the mask like that, yeah. stretch it, and you slip it on. And then it takes its shape back as soon as it, it touches yeah, your head. And then take it off and do the same. Put it in and then take it off. It's a safer way of maintaining your mask without ripping it or tearing it. Yeah, I mean, it. It, it's made to be done like this, but it still it doesn't look an, a, an easy uh, thing to do. Some masks are easier to put on than others, depending <laughs> on the thickness and the stage of the uh, silicone. So it's just... Yeah. You know, and as soon as you've got your eyes in there, that really does get scary, doesn't it? So, uh, and obviously, no. you, you, obviously, your jewelry is moving that. But I, it, and is that your actual mouth? We can see inside easily enough there as well. Yes, it is. That, that, no. that that's alive. So uh, that is impressive, and and that's a transformation. That is really quick. I mean, you wouldn't really want to be spending time building that up in makeup each time you were putting it on. So that latex just really brings it to life. Yeah. And makes it difficult to talk. <laughs> so silicone masks are designed where to do that in makeup would take probably five to ten hours to do for a, for a movie set. Yeah. Literally ten seconds, put it on, bang, it works. And, 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 like that, second and it looks as realistic as makeup, the way it moves around with you. And I think that's the, the way the eyes fit into it. That's, that's the, it's the joins which give the game away if there were to be one to be given away. But that certainly doesn't seem to happen, does it? No, no, definitely not. And a pair of freaky contact lenses added to that, you're going to look as scary as hell. Well, this one's I've, I've got blackouts, so they're completely black. Mm -hmm. So you're like a soulless, so it looks, it look, does look freaky, to be honest. I can imagine it does. Yeah. And so you're talking about uh, the, the other one that you've got there, which has got a, a different type of silicon, which is more flexible. So uh, who is this character that we, we're going to meet next? So this one is called Cranky Frank. <laughs> so, he, so he was a soldier, and he got hit by a, a nuclear blast, and it sliced him up, and he... Uh, it messed him up a little bit and became like he became like a like a savage cannibal. Mm -hmm. um, and this is Cranky Frank. See that again is is, is quite scary. Not, not good complexion on the, on that poor fella. He's clearly suffered in his time. Yeah. And and obviously yeah. th th this latex then fits into uh, the costume you're wearing alongside it and really makes the ensemble work. And uh, again, that must be uh, interesting to to pull together outfits that tie in with all of this. Yeah, what I do, well, with Cranky Frank, for example, I bought, um, like, a dirt bike um, protective gear. Yeah. And then what I did then is completely repaint it to the military theme. So I painted it green, and then I painted, uh, like, blood splatter and a blood handprint on the back and dirt. Like, it's really been through the war sort of thing. Uh -huh. Um. Like I say, I all, I, how I design a costume is I always start with the mask mm -hmm. and then I work down to the costume that would suit that mask best. And that's how my, that's how my um, characters get created through that. And, and then, I mean, I know you enjoy sharing little snippets of this uh, just so people got a flavour yeah. on your Instagram as well. Yeah. And here is Cranky Frank going on. And uh, that again, that that does look softer as you move it around. So uh, you, you can you can see that coming in. And I suppose you know you'd also maybe have a little bit of eye makeup around uh, to, to to cover anything like your eyelids look a bit too human. Yeah, definitely. All you need is a little bit of eye makeup. That's all you need. So moments to get that done. But again, that is so realistic. And uh, you know, oh dear, yeah, the, uh, that. 
you wouldn't want that coming towards you on a Friday night, would you? No, definitely not. Particularly not with the movements and things that go with it. These uh, pieces of uh, of art that you're wearing, though, I mean, that, that is, is part of it. And uh, have you created characters for others as well? Yeah, definitely. I've. What I like to do is have each character with their own unique look, their own unique weapon, and their own unique movement on the way that character would move. Um, there is another character that I am called Shadow, mm-hmm. and he is basically S-X-S-A-S style, and he's like a hitman. Yeah. Um, and he's with a, he wears a score balaclava and armor, and he has a gun, but his main weapon is this uh, barbed wire baseball bat, which I actually made from scratch. Okay, and, and, and uh, that is real barbed wire? No, it's leather. It's, uh-huh. it's completely fine. The bat's foam. Um, the barbed wire is leather, as you can tell. It's not sharp at all. I can run my hand up and down it. Yeah. Uh, the blood is a two-part epoxy. So that looks really impressive. And, and this is sort of cinema quality uh, uh, special effects we're talking here. And, and, and that's what makes these, these you know, scare events really realistic. Yeah, definitely. I always try to make my props as realistic as possible for uh, either movie sets or for scare conventions. And once we're able to get back to this sort of stuff, you've got a lot of pent-up scaring to do. Yeah, I've got a lot of scaring to do, yeah. <laughs> um, I've also got several music videos I've got to make costumes and props for as well, so I'm, I'm very, very busy. So again, are those with horror themes, or are they a little more um, yeah, warm and friendly? It's a bit of everything, really. It's a bit of um, steampunk. I've got a big steampunk arm in the, in the, in the works. Mm-hmm. I've got... Um, I've recently just made a full-on gladiator costume. Yeah. And I'm completely made the arm piece from scratch. That took a couple of months to do. And I've got some other bits and bobs designed. So it's always busy. It's always coming along. Yeah, but it, it sounds yeah. amazing. Stuff. I mean, what sort of events have you been most proud of being part of? I mean, we haven't even touched on a lot of your world yet. What I'm most proud of is... Ooh, that's a very good question. Is... Probably being producer of... A event called Screen Camp. Mm-hmm. It's the only UK's overnight ten-hour survival experience. Yeah, it's the next level up from uh, your average scare maze. It's the next level up. Um, so it's ten hours overnight, and murderers come in and they ask you loads of questions and they bury you underground and it's a little bit more extreme on the more extreme side. Yeah. But, but um, all, all completely safe, but it's got that feeling. It's a bit like I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, but with more blood and guts. Yeah, yeah. Everything's, everything's completely safe. Everything's been trained. Everything's been gone over. Um, but, it's a, but if you go through the average scare maze, you know, yeah, this is good, but I want something a little bit more hardcore, then this is the event for you. It's the next, it's the next level up sort of thing. Yeah, and there's a, there's, a, there's a good market for this out there. There are people who want to be involved in that. And you can see why. It is immersive theatre, really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It is immersive theatre, and uh, we did another one called the um, the re- not uh, sorry, I got two of the same sort of similar name, the ritual, mm-hmm. um, and that was not so much extreme, but it was more immersive theatre. Yeah, uh, and it it was designed to really drag you into the story mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was very, very clever how it was written. It was, it was incredible. Dean was, I've never seen anything like the airport. We spent a lot of hours um, 
thinking about ideas and stuff like that. So really yeah. cool. I mean, and with all of this, the the biggest part of it, probably eighty percent plus, is in the planning, the building, the getting the costumes together, uh, the rehearsals, and making it look right before you can then take it to an audience. And um, because you, you, there's one thing you don't you don't want to let anybody down when you, when you're going through these situations. It's got to be really good, scary stuff, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, literally like 80% of it is, um, like you said, the planning, the writing, the scripts, the placements, where actors go where, what they, and then the other 10% is obviously the costumes, the masks, and all that type of stuff, and when to come in, cues and all that. So it, it is a lot of work. These people not people think it, you just stand behind a curtain, jump out and go, boom, it's nice. Come, so much more involved than that. Yeah, you were, you stood there in your white hoodie, looking completely normal. That, you're not even slightly scary at all. But as soon as you get your latex on and the makeup, and some of the outfits that uh, you, you you go with, uh, you know, you, you wouldn't want to bump into this in a dark night without, uh, uh, you know, yeah. at least being fully aware that you are in a safe space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we make sure everything's safe, everything's sorted, everything's ready for the show, and then we get ready. As soon as I put that costume and that mask on or that makeup on. I've changed into that character. I'm not me anymore. <laughs> but so you've done, you do uh, photo shoots as well, and I, I assume this comes into things like you know book covers and stills for uh, other uh, other things as well. I mean, the, the, the what you've done there uh, and creating those worlds on uh, in, in still format that must be an interesting experience too, and take it a, a slightly different direction to what you can do when you're doing a live event. Yeah. Um, so I also do when I'm not scaring i also do a little bit of modeling on the side mm -hmm. so i also do uh standard normal modeling uh for a clothes company which you've probably seen on my instagram mm -hmm. and i also do a thing called horrify me which is a horror photo shoot and you can be you can be always oh, be anything you want you can be vampire you can be zombie you can do beauty shoots anything you want you can go along and do a horror shoot and uh i went along for the uh, for the first time with a friend, and I uh, did that vampire show, and mm. it, it was absolutely fantastic. It just just the experience of it and stuff was just absolutely fantastic. And, and then is the potential that they would use you as an extra alongside somebody else who wants to come in for a shoot? Yeah, definitely. Like the best thing to do is just go along to everything, even if you think mm, I might not enjoy it or I might not be able to do it. Go along anyway, because more events you go along to, more likely you're going to get seen and go people will go oh actually he or she is actually quite good i want him or her mm -hmm. in this event or this photo show so it's literally just traveling go to the many events as you can and just experience it experience mm -hmm. it and, and this is a whole community isn't it i mean like-minded people involved in, in all sorts of events uh, whether they be the ones who are you know, paid guests uh, paying guests at uh, an event or whether you are part of the team behind the scenes it is a community and everybody gets on which is the nice thing as well i mean you, you want to be able yeah. to approach a scare actor after a show really don't you yeah um the scare community is it's it's not a very big community but it's it's close, like it's like one big scare family. I always say. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, let's say you would be in one maze, I'd be in the other. We do our scaring, but we're on the same break rotation. We come up, we're gonna have a chat, have a laugh, have something to eat, and then go back down the maze and terrify people. Um, <laughs> and, and you must have sat down for a sandwich with somebody looking the most hideous uh, horror makeup ever, and then you're just chatting about the weather. Yeah, I was, I was in this great big alien suit in, um, in some species at Alton Towers in 2016 and 17. 
and I'm just talking away normally eating the sandwich and using the script again. Well, it, it must be an amazingly fun world. And uh, obviously, once events start to come along again, you, I know you'll be sharing what you're working on on your socials. I hope to speak to you again then ahead of, or maybe at one of these events. That would be absolutely brilliant. Meanwhile, though, people can see what you're up to on your Insta and elsewhere. What are all your details for the socials? My socials is Instagram and Facebook, but I mostly use Instagram. Okay, and how, how do we find you? So my social media medias is Facebook and Instagram, but I mostly use Instagram. And how you can find me is Jake Jones 15A, um, and my profile is a vampire. So look out for the the vampire. It's quite a friendly one, really. Um, but uh, will look very menacing. And uh, you can see all the work that uh, Jake's been up to. See the the fantastic array of uh, brilliant costumes that are on there. And uh, have you got any more videos coming soon? Have you got a, a new costume or two to share? I've got Sergeant in the works. He's he's probably eight percent done. I've also got Survivor Thirteen in, in the works, and I've also got a full-on wooden tree man costume to make. So plenty more to come. And, and and what I do like about it, when you're sharing these, you actually you're actually doing this at home. So all of a sudden, we go from yeah. seeing you in a normal environment to having one of these creatures stood in the middle of the conservatory, looking really really frightening. And I, I think that adds to the, the the view when we see it online like that as well. Yeah. When I'm when I'm not working, I I've got some spare time. This is the first thing I go to is my horror. Like, right, what can I make today, or how can I improve Cranky Frank or Sergeant? You know. So I'm always working on things. It's like I've got loads here. Like I've got a full-on bloody duck <laughs> wrench. I've got my creepy female character that I made. That is sorry, that is scary. I wouldn't want to make that one either. Yeah, in the summer, I literally had some latex and some hessian. I thought, hmm, what can I make? So I made a full-on scarecrow uh, mask. Okay. Again, that Completely is... Completely from scratch. Yeah, and that, that is going to be frightening. In in daylight, it's yeah. scary enough. As soon as it gets dark, that's going to be awful. Yeah, it's it's quite terrifying. But um, it's this guy, Hillbilly Joe. He, he's not a nice character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is not pretty. Um, yeah, I've got plenty in the works and plenty more videos coming up. It's literally just time and money. Yeah, well, I say, say, would you have the time and the? Uh, I know it's uh, it's one of those interests that you have that does pay for itself when you are working on these events, which is absolutely brilliant news. For now, Jake Jones, keep up the good work and uh, break a leg, even if it's only simulated, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, definitely, mate. No worries. See you soon. <laughs> The King's Parade have some new releases out there. To tell us more, I'm joined now direct from France by Ollie. Hello, sir. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm good. I trust we find you well. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing uh, as well as I can be. Yeah, and uh, the, you went to France before Christmas whilst it was allowed, and now you're struggling to get back, but you're continuing to be able to work from France rather than work from home. Absolutely. No, I've got a guitar here, so I'll be, I'll be all good. The world is a happy place. So what is going on? Because obviously new material, that's always good. Uh, something to put a smile on people's faces. So what have you got out there? So we've, I mean, we've been pretty busy basically releasing these tracks from this, uh, from this album. And we just released uh, a song called Wait, um, which we're super happy about. Mm -hmm. And we are about to release another song, which I can't reveal the name, um, but it's coming out next Friday. 
Okay, so that's on the way. So we need to make sure we're keeping our eye on your socials for all of that. We're going to listen Absolutely. to wait in a short while's time, but you are going to make us wait for the rest of the info. Yeah, exactly. My, my, my human knows no beginning, but there we go. So, uh, <laughs> what, so what what has prompted all of this thing? Because obviously we, we spoke ooh, probably about six, seven weeks ago now, and there was a, a lot going on then. You just really haven't stopped, have you? No, we, we decided to just keep releasing stuff. I know it's a tricky time, but at the same time, we have this album we're super proud of. We Nothing was going to stop us from releasing it. So we've been doing the best we can, and the concept's uh, really interesting because you have to work around what we can do so it's uh, it's been really interesting and with the uh, the, the rigors of, of lockdown are you recording bits and pieces remotely and sending them backwards and forwards to each other yeah so that's kind of how we're we're working on the next stuff after this album um, we're obviously already starting that um, and the way we're, we're thinking about doing that is is really writing bits and pieces as you're saying sending back and forth trying to, to work like that and it's been really interesting we're getting some some kind of interesting stuff because you get to work on your own on on a piece without anyone's influence and then we all collaborate together online which is really strange but it works really well and with the uh, the, the fact that you you're so far apart at the moment it means no chance to do any online gigs unless it's maybe a solo acoustic so are you being put to work the most there yeah exactly i'm i'm uh, i've been nominated to do that um and i will be doing a live session in fact uh, next saturday uh, to celebrate the release of uh, this new single, which uh, I can't mention the name, but it's going to be great. Um, and as a result, I'm going to be doing live sessions every two weeks. So twice a month, uh, every Saturday, I'm going to be doing uh, a session. And, and what sort of time of day are you doing that? Because uh, you, your audience has now become global. Yes. No, it, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing. It's tricky to make sure that everyone is up and awake and doesn't have to wake up at 6 a.m. to watch these. <laughs> So we've gone for like a, an afternoon 4.30 uh, session in the UK, which seems to work for most people, but I know there'll be, there'll be some people out there waking up at 6 a.m. to watch the stream. And, uh, you know, you could else, well still be in France when all this actually happens, as you will be probably on Saturday of this week coming. Well, exactly, yeah. We'll, we'll see how things go, but uh, most likely still be here. The album itself is, is part of a, a reasonable size back catalogue now, so give, give us all the details on, on the uh, discography as if we were looking at your Wikipedia page. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, now it's kind of, it's uh, expansive, that's for sure. So we've got, I mean, we released our first, our first EP was in 2015, which seems like years ago, probably because it is. <laughs> and we <laughs> kept releasing EPs, I guess, every year after that. So we have, we have four EPs, and it's about time we release this album. Every time we gig now, there's someone asking when we're going to release an album, and it's finally happening. It's hard to believe it's actually happening, but... Um, this year is coming out and um, I'm really excited. So uh, the details on the socials are? So you can check us out, obviously, uh, by typing the King's Parade in Google. It, it links to you to absolutely everywhere. If not, we're on Instagram, obviously Instagram slash the King's Parade, Facebook slash the King's Parade, everything slash the King's Parade. You can find us. And uh, meanwhile, there'll be pictures of you going for a little walk around by the Gite in France and, the, and uh, then streaming a guitar on a Saturday afternoon. Exactly. That'll be the best content available. <laughs> Ollie, always good to talk to you. Uh, we're going to uh, listen to a couple of tracks from you. I think we've got Sister and we've got Wait. We'll take Wait first. But uh, for now, thank you for having a chat with us. Thank you so much. Ooh. 
like all amateur dramatics and pretty much everything in the theatre, particularly with lockdown, there's been a hiatus running since March of last year. Warsaw Operatic still getting things together in the background to prepare us for when they are able to return. Alex Willis-Croft is here to tell me more. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Good stuff. Right, obviously, um, you were about to embark on a massive project just as lockdown kicked in. Uh, we were all due to have lots of conversations about it, but it all sort of gone a bit quiet <laughs> at the minute, hasn't it? So what's going on? Yeah, we were. So we just started um, creating Rent, uh, the musical Rent, um, and we were about a month and a half-ish into that. We'd got our cast set, we'd got the director, producer, uh, choreographer in place, um, and then, yeah, it all went. Um, but we, we'd got sort of about half a month and a half into it so we, we we were actually you know we'd actually done quite a lot we'd, we'd nearly blocked the first act which mm. was incredible um and then then it all happened and it stopped <laughs> and it's, it's not me but has it stopped completely or have you had kind of cast get togethers on zoom that sort of thing to keep everybody in spirit we've certainly had meetups on zoom and, and and tried to get together i mean in terms of rehearsing some companies are trying to rehearse by zoom some aren't i think for us it's it's going to be a case of we want to get back in the rehearsal room before we we, we do that so at the moment, we're certainly trying to keep ourselves entertained, sort of trying to stick together and, and keep up to date with each other. But uh, yeah, until we can get back in that rehearsal room, it's it's all a bit up in the air. I mean, Warsaw Operatic itself has got an absolutely fantastic history and a brilliant future, as we know. But I mean, they've done stuff uh, recently at the Grand um, and the awards that they've won over recent years have really been something to make everybody proud. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a lovely company to sort of be a part of. And working for them as a as a choreographer, and, and even on the flip side, last year I was I was in Hello Dolly with them. So, you know, it's 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 a lovely company to work for. I think it's such a it's such a it feels like a family. And I know every practice so I was going to say that, but it really does. Um, it's it's a really lovely group of people. And I think especially for Rents, you know, it, it is a younger show. We've had to get those new members in. We've had to go out and find sort of new members, and 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 they've taken to it really well, and that's great as well. Yeah, and and it, it, it does everyone good. I think maybe to have a a rest for a year and be involved in the the machine behind the scenes. And there's, there's always plenty of jobs to do in every musical theatre company. And once you can expand your membership to get to bring younger and uh, uh, alongside those more seasoned members, shall we say, uh, it, it it is actually really good for the for the future of the society itself. Yeah, absolutely. You need, you know, you you need new members to to keep it going, or else it just it, w it wouldn't keep going. So, yeah, I'm, I think part of the, part of the idea for Rent was was to get some new members in, just to to keep it nice and fresh, sort of young wise. And uh, have you got a, a preferred date to be able to get back into uh, a theatre? Because it's obviously going to take you a few months to do the final stages. You'll need to know what theatres are available and uh, how it's how it's going to work. And it'd be great to see everybody back at the Grand. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're sort of we originally was meant to be May of last year, then it got pushed back to November this year, last year again. Um, we're there realis realistically aiming for November sort of this year. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's probably with the vaccine and, and sort of the way things are looking sort of certainly through the summer and hopefully the case will go down again. That's looking likelier. Uh, but like you know, like I said, who knows what's going to happen in the next sort of 12 months. It could all go pear-shaped again. But it, it is that glimmer of hope, though, I think, that, that, that keeps everybody going. And I mean, we're all in desperate need of, of some good fun returning uh, to the arts and uh, all that goes along with that. And uh, in particularly for those who are used to appearing on stage, you've got that urge. You need to be out there and be creative, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing that we can't do at the moment is put on a show in a theatre. It's just not going to happen. But we are certainly looking towards doing an outdoor concert in summer. Um, hopefully, something, hopefully the weather will keep nice and dry and it won't 
dampen our spirits too much. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's more realistic. You know, you, you can be rehearsing that sort of over Zoom. So at least the solo numbers can be very easily rehearsed over Zoom. And then mm. the chorus numbers, you know, that's only going to take a matter of perhaps a month, perhaps to get those together, mm. you know, before you then go on to an outdoor concert. So we are certainly looking to do something in, in June, July-ish, um, hopefully, just to keep things ticking over and again, just to, you know, get the members engaged again. Well, uh, it'll be great to finally have some fantastic arts world stuff reappearing in our lives. And uh, so the idea of an outdoor concert is absolutely brilliant and uh, giving the chance for everyone to continue to stay safe wherever we are. And uh, we've seen from experience that during the summer months that uh, the, the virus is normally a little calmer. And obviously, if we can, fingers crossed, not have any more new variants, please stay as you are, <laughs> coronavirus. We don't want anything novel. Uh, you know, it's uh, if we can have some, some good times again and get, and get back together. Warslaw Project doing brilliant stuff throughout. Where can we go for all the information on the socials and the website? Uh, socials, so just Warsaw Pratic Society on Facebook, uh, we're on Instagram. Uh, we do have a website as well. Again, just Google Warsaw Pratic, it's all on there. But I mean, if anyone does want to get involved, we are always looking for, for new people. Um, you don't have to be the most experienced, you don't have to be the most talented, you know, it's just about having fun. Um, so we are a really sort of open group so if you are interested please just get in contact and see where it goes yeah there's always a part for everybody even if you're selling programs Absolutely. that's the way it works <laughs> Alice Wallace-Croft from Warsaw Project thank you for joining us cheers thank you Actor Gary Wales has even more going on in his world than even when last we spoke. He's a busy boy and he's here to tell me what's happening. Hello, sir. Hello, how's it going? Oh, good with me. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm keeping busy as always. Well, absolutely. And you've started a new business venture, haven't you? I did, yes. Um, It's hit the media, unfortunately. Even though I've not barely talked about it, but I do want to talk about it here. um, So you guys can get the first intake on what exactly is happening this year. Okay, so what does 2021 hold? I'm, I'm still going ahead around the fact that we're in 2021 and, and you've already got something Happy massive happening. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, fingers crossed it will be. So uh, what what is planned? So what's planned? So um, me, some media sources have claimed that they think they know what's happening. Um, one of them is right. Um, <laughs> so previously, a lot of companies and stuff have been sending me products, skincare products. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm obviously very good with like my skin and stuff like that, so I've decided to launch Go Cosmetics, um, which is going to be a skincare um, routine, basically, range that supplies the the beauty of skin, basically. Well, I mean, in something you have to look after. Being an actor, you are used to having quite a lot of makeup on a lot of the time. And, uh, I mean, boys aren't as good at looking after their skin in many times as as girls are, but uh, you're aware of that because you know what you have to do to look after yourself to avoid having skin issues, Uh, particularly with the amount of stuff that you have to wear if you're doing a really messy movie. So, you know, this is uh, something which is, I suppose, a bit of a natural for you. Right, exactly, exactly. And I mean, it's something that I've kind of looked at for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just thought, you know what, I've got my own brand. Why don't I just do it myself? Well, yeah, obviously, the, the clothing continues. And uh, this is something which people are still very much enjoying. And yeah. uh, obviously, there's going to be a new range of that for 2021 as well, isn't there? There is indeed. Um, so we are getting ready to launch the Air Force Blue collection, which is pretty dope, to be honest. I actually have the hat here. So this is the hat the Air Force blue hat that's uh-huh. going to be coming out. Um, and we've got beanies and sweatshirts and hoodies and stuff that are coming out as well, which is pretty pretty dope as well. 
Um, but there is more information, of course. Um, I am not only releasing one other company, I'm releasing a second company. Okay, so is there going to be three companies altogether, plus the acting and the personal appearances and, and all of that yeah. as well. So this is going to be busy. So we've got, we got skincare, we have clothing. What else is heading so, our way? Gaw Global, which is the parent company to everything Gaw, all of my companies. So below that is Gaw Clothing and Gaw Films, which is the production, like, producer side of uh-huh. my own production company. Then we have Got Cosmetics that's coming out this year. So that will be then my fourth company. And I'm a huge, massive coffee lover. So we are coming out with Goffy. <laughs> you, you, you and your branding, it just no, it doesn't know when to stop, does it? And uh, what, it, what, what, what is special about the coffee then? What have you got uh, planned there? Because right now, I cannot really oh. like release that because we are still working with the roasting companies and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And it's getting made in Nottinghamshire. Right. The facility is in England uh-huh. which is fantastic um, so we're we're going up and down with samples and we're trying different things and I think we're going along the lines of like the like the kind of Colombian Caribbean kind of like feel like that strong but smooth mm-hmm. I don't know. I just love my coffee, so I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna do my coffee. Yeah, you, you get to keep sampling stuff as well, which is the best. But I, I I I'm much more of a tea man. I I have my uh, my my branded mug with my tea in it. Is this maybe gonna see much more branding in the uh, the homewares department as well? Uh, well, I mean, it got clothing. We did uh, launch a few like mugs and stuff previously, mm-hmm. but now now that we have our coffee branding coming out, we can then focus on travel mugs and coffee cups and stuff like that. On that range as well, so that's pretty good. And it hits the environmental side of things, which I know you're keen on as well. So uh, that that will help. So yeah, reusables here, uh, making sure your clothing is sustainably sourced. And of course, I suppose this also means that we're going to see fair trade coffee too. But absolutely fantastic coffee that, that's that's going to be coming your way. Yes, definitely, hundred percent. I love my coffee. So yeah, I was just I was just tired of like spending so much money on coffee like all the time. I was like, you know what, I'm going to do my coffee as well. So. <laughs> I've trademarked all of the companies. Everything's like legit and awesome, so we're we're good to go. And we're yeah, okay. I'm excited. So so when is the the launch? Obviously, the new clothing range. We're going to start to see this very soon. So when when can we check out the website for that one? Oh, so it's gotclothing.com. That launched back in June. Yeah. So, so you got the latest the latest collection. When's that available? Oh, we will probably be looking at around March time. For okay, that so that's not too far off. Uh, then we have uh, the skincare. Now, this is something which uh, there's going to be quite a lot involved in this because this is going to be for uh, men and women, and uh, it's going to work for for everybody. Right, exactly. So we are going to we're going to be aiming for at least October time mm-hmm. for that, um, and we're going to be doing a subscription based um, for the first year um, to get people on board, to get people in to 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 test the product to to basically feel the product before they actually look at purchasing the bigger bottles that will last longer as well. Mm-hmm. But we will not be releasing those until a bit more into the future after but the first year. This is part of the brand journey, though. People who know you and what you do, they're going to be getting on board with this as early adopters, uh, get the subscription-based thing in there, and yeah. uh, and enjoy something from the company of their own home. And it, it, it's been the year of doing that, hasn't it? So this is something that people are going to be used to doing, and they're going to be ready for it. Right, exactly, exactly, yeah. I, I cannot wait to see, like, because, I mean, like, there's so many people, like, there's so many people in the entertainment industry that are starting to release their own skincare products and, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, for example, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, she mm-hmm. came out with Florence, um, which is now available in, like, boots and stuff, you know? So, um, that, I mean, it's definitely something 
that I'm, I've been looking forward to for quite a while. Companies just kept sending me skincare products, and I was like, I can't keep changing my like companies every time, you know. Yeah, like you, you want something which is going to be consistent. It's going to be you, and it's going to have your your name yeah. on it as well. Exactly, exactly, and of course, it's going to in- include the shield and the swords and the crown as well. So. <laughs> Yeah. This is it. It's all part of the brand. And then, say, coffee, that's a little way off yet. You're still working on the tastings on that one, but that is purely so you get your constant coffee fix. And I'd be looking forward to hearing in more details of that. We will talk close to the time, won't we? Yes, 100%. Um, so let's let's get into the film and television entertainment of how my career started. Um, so what's happening this year, at the moment, I'm due to be flying out to Philadelphia in mm-hmm. October. Brilliant. Creating, hopefully that um, we start filming Stan. Now, next month, um, we are. I start training with my personal trainer, um, getting into physique for that film role. My character is Stan. Um, I play the role of the... I'm, I'm the star role. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a boxer that takes on the heavyweight championship. So he's a small-time boxer from Scotland, takes his way to America with his wife, has a child, um, takes on the heavyweight championship. And it's, it's very like Rocky and very mm-hmm. like Creed. Um, so if you like those movies, you're definitely going to like Stan. Yeah, but something from the modern day with that sort of feel to it. Exactly. And, and do exactly. we get to see his journey? Is the the training going to be part of that for you? Do we see you from start to finish? Um, no. So the way it's going to work is I'm going to obviously get into my physique before the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, post-lockdown, which is what counts, because lockdown's not helped any actor at all, has yeah, it? To exactly. I mean, it's just... Uh... It's it's putting us through so many different waves right now, and um, I mean, me starting my companies, it's 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 allowing me to focus on these things. Now, I've actually talked to a few people that I may be handing my clothing company over to to deal with whilst I'm focusing on the new adventures mm-hmm. with other companies, and then I'll hand those over and so on. I'm still going to be the owner and the founder and stuff like that with my name and brand and whatnot attached yeah, yeah. to it. It, but, they'll do today, the day-to-day stuff. You will there be there for you. Because with the clothing, I know you've had to hand some of that off already and you've got a great team of work with you on that. But it doesn't mean that you're not involved in the selection of the ranges. And, and that yeah. shade of blue just says you all over it, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm the final say. I'm, I'm still going to be the final say no matter what. I mean, i got to wear my gear, you know. So, And, I mean, right now I'm wearing the stand, the phone cast and crew hoodie. So that's, yeah. that's my... I've been going out running and stuff, so I've been trying to get ready before next month so you've got, you've got to get the, get in there and the mindset for it get ready to go yeah. and uh, as i say I'm, I'm sure again if people are following you on the socials they'll be able to see that progress as well and exactly. uh, yeah how it's going to develop into uh, yeah, the, the what you need for that role and again this is something that I, I know you enjoy doing and i know your, your fan base enjoy is the fact that you make them part of it as well and, and whether it be the clothing range or everything else that you're talking about you like to be there you like to share and it, it it's part of making the the story it, it's it's not just your story it's everybody's exactly it's everybody's story i'm uh, at the end of the day the shield the swords and the crown the the ever slogan for god is we are god and we are fighters that that's the slogan you know and i i don't know like where I'm, I'm just a very strong protector and i'm a strong fighter as well and i believe everybody can be a protector and a fighter at the same time mm-hmm. uh, you know like we've went through so much in the last like year and um, I think this is definitely going to help with a bit of a boost to people's like courage and stuff like that to get out there, go do something that you love, and take on that adventure. Mm-hmm. You know that's what I'm doing. Like I'm living that adventure. I'm living that that dream and goal, and it's it's happening. But still, the end of T zone looking good, and also the rest of the face too. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> this is the job every time. 
<laughs> I think I need a bit of work here. I'll have to have words, I think. I need some product. Yeah. So well, uh, you well, sort me out. Meanwhile, where do we find uh, all of these uh, routes, paths, and ventures? Okay, so on my social media is Gary A. Wales. Um, also, just staying YouTube just verified my channel two Excellent. days ago. Brilliant move. So I got my YouTube verified, which is pretty awesome. And I have started to upload more onto my YouTube, which is fantastic as well. Um, so all my social media is Gary A. Wales. Mm-hmm. My uh, website is GaryWales.com. Um, if you want to find out about my companies, you can go to gogclothing.com or just go to go, uh, gogglobal.com where you can find the links to every company that I own and is currently running. Um, but, yeah, that's it really. It's part yeah. of the adventure. It's, it's going to be huge. Uh, continued success to you, and uh, I know that you'll uh, do well in, in, in all your ventures. And so we look forward to the start of the work that you're doing for, for Stan and uh, everything that runs alongside it. Gary A. Wells, always proud to call your friend. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for your time. There's a hole in my soul, can you see it? I've been counting each day, it's repetitive. Time is moving so slow. Oh no, what a way to go. Will you be by my side in the morning?
Science of Cinema have been doing brilliant work, not only raising funds for Medi Cinema, but bringing some brilliant interviews to your screen too. I've been lucky enough to do several of these. You can find the full array of chats at their Facebook page. Just look for Science of Cinema. You can also make a donation to Medi Cinema on there. This is what happens when I had a chat with someone who stars in The Mandalorian, not only as Queel, but also the Frog Lady too. Full details as we have a chat with Misty Rosas. Misty Rosas is someone you will have seen on screen if you've watched one of a number of fantastic shows and films, but you may not have actually seen her features because she's often behind a puppet, a latex, an outfit, something which is taking away from her usual appearance. However, here she is now in all her glory. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And I hope we find you well. I'm very well, yeah. Considering everything that we've all been through, um, it's the little things, you know, yeah, that, that count. <laughs> well, particularly with the year that we've had, uh, the, the Mandalorian in which you appear in, in seasons one and two, I think, uh, has been a, a bit of a comfort to a lot of people. And here we are having this conversation for Science of Cinema, supporting Medi Cinema, And uh, it's getting behind what is actually happening in these series, which uh, which can be uh, something surprising these days because so much is CGI, yet you bring to life uh, a character who wouldn't be the same if he wasn't there in, in reality. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just, it is, it's really imperative, I think, as artists uh, to be there uh, physically uh, with each other because you feed off each other's energy um and to be there uh with everyone it just um it was really important to maintain and keep the the flow of a scene going and the energy of it and the dynamic of it so yeah it was uh it was you know really special and nerve-wracking um <laughs> like what am i doing here but it's like <laughs> Stay focused, stay focused, just do your job, you know, come in and do your work and, you know, don't worry about the fact that you are surrounded by superstars. <laughs> but, but you are a superstar yourself. You've been in so many different uh, projects. I mean, in The Mandalorian, uh, playing Quill. Is that the correct pronunciation on that one? There's too many eyes in there to make it an easy pronunciation for me. It is Quill. Yeah. 
And what, what was it like doing that? Because I mean, so early in the series to make a, a first appearance, I'm only three episodes in, I will admit. It's one that I've come to a little later than the rest of the party. And the, such a, an important part to play to get the, the emotion right, but working with a, a three-part sort of uh, outfit, because you've got uh, Nick Nolte's voice, you have the, the puppetry work which brings the face to life, but equally, and I think most importantly, your actions that actually make all this believable yeah um for me i've been working with the legacy team for since the beginning um my very first job was congo and that's where i was introduced to this teamwork of working with multiple artists at the same time Mm -hmm. to blend and mesh and fuse into one character so we've had um a lot of time together. Now, mind you, I mean, I haven't been with them in quite a while, but it's just like, because it was Star Wars and it was a brand new series. um, And, you know, I mean, for me, the scripts, like I was uh, hooked as a fan uh, Mm -hmm. the first time I got my scripts and read through them. I was just obsessed. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. And I get to be a part of it. Um, So the energy we brought, like we just, didn't, we didn't have a lot of time um, to blend and mesh and fuse or try to find that. It was just like um, when, you know, on set, on the day, like we would run and have a team meeting right away, first thing in the morning and get organized with the scenes that we were doing. And um, I would always talk with them too, um, especially after the private rehearsals about, you know, nuances and things that I would do to try to help them with me. Cause this was different. Um, we were saying dialogue as a character where before our work together was, uh, you know, doing the, the gorilla um, work in both Congo and instinct. So it's just like every once in a while, I was like, I, you'll start to see me turn and then, you know, cue the dialogue. So timing like that, um, usually the first few takes of, um, some of the scenes were a little bit just, you could tell that there were many people trying to bring this character together and then a mind meld would kind of happen once we would get into the flow of it. Mm-hmm. And somehow, some way, me, Nick Nolte's amazing dialogue and Three Puppeteers just went shunk. And everything, you know. <laughs> but this is one of the advantages you have these days because everything's digital, which means you, you do get chance to do a, a retake if things aren't quite how you'd like it. Time is obviously always money, but you can see the money on screen in this. It, it's it's such a cinematic feel for a series, and I think with so many people viewing it on Disney Plus at the moment, that this is really. A, a work of art, isn't it? And you, and you can see that, and and being part of that must be amazing. I mean, when it comes to auditioning for something like that, though, it, it must be interesting. Obviously, with your stunt work and your on-screen stuff, there's an easier way of doing it. But uh, when you have to work uh, with a, a, an outfit and and puppeteers and the like, auditioning is, has got to be really based on who they know you are already. Yeah, um, that was definitely a huge part of it. Um... I would imagine uh, when they were searching for who they were going to cast in this role, um, <laughs> having a really nice demo reel would have been so helpful. <laughs> and at the time in my life, at that time, I was really, really focused on music. So 
much to my agent's horror, I did not have that for. I had clips of things. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get to that as, you know, as soon as this show's over or whatever. Um, and, you know, in hindsight, it's like, oh, I can't believe what I was, you know, <laughs> messing with as far as like, just kind of not necessarily blowing it off because I don't blow anything off, but, um, you know, it would have been really wise to have that reel together. I did eventually get that after season one. <laughs> um, but fortunately, um, you know, my work in uh, working with the legacy team, um, they know my work with them well. So that helped working with Kathleen Kennedy on Congo. She know, you know, also knows my work and knows mm -hmm. my work ethic. But it's still, you know, I'm sure I've never worked with John Favreau. Um, I had auditioned for him twice and didn't get it twice. I'm like, gosh. <laughs> so I was so excited that, you know, I didn't even know I was auditioning for him on this. But, you know, third time's a charm. And, um, you know, I had to go in. Uh, finally, after back and forth, back and forth, and sending them just small clips of my work uh they are like just bring her in um you know please have her come in and read with seraphin casting so uh i had a um you know an audition i had a cold read audition with seraphin which you know i was just like so nervous and um excited at the same time at that time i had absolutely no idea what i was auditioning for um but sitting in the waiting room, uh, reading the script and then looking at all of the posters in the <laughs> waiting room, um, I kind of had an idea that this was uh, some something big. So <laughs> it, is, I mean, it is absolutely huge. And with uh, a second role in the franchise as well. Tell us a bit about that and how that came about. Um, I mean, once I worked with uh, John and Dave and everyone on set um you know because quill is he's a supporting character he's one that you know is just he's part of mando's uh journey you know his hero's journey mm -hmm. of, of uh, all of the people that weave in and out of your life and it may be extremely subtle um but what they the wisdom you know given um it matters it changes it shifts you know it shifts him emotionally um so to bring that um to this character to this role knowing full well that's like you know support him support mando teach him that kind of thing um you know they were really happy with my work there was a it was a weird quiet on the set because you know only myself and uh sometimes on the day my puppeteers would learn uh, about what we were shooting and uh when we shot the scene of him on the ground um that was uh intense and it was very quiet on set and people were really upset and even deb came up she's like well nobody wants this <laughs> but <laughs> this is how it's gonna be <laughs> so um having given all of that and given a thousand percent to him just because um i love the character and i just you know he has such a short time on you know the screen um they're just like okay let's see what he can do with this uh character so um you know went in for my screen test for frog lady and kind of found um how we were gonna do that and um 
you know, it's, it's, it's a thing too, where I really resonate with uh, John Favreau's words and his dialogue and what he writes. And I really understand it. So, um, you know, he gives me really good dialogue to uh, <laughs> read and, you know, I mean, <laughs> being in scenes and saying these very, very emotional monologues in front of uh, Pedro, <laughs> it's just like so intense, like, what am I doing? <laughs> but uh, like, again, give it a thousand percent. And, you know, they were really happy with the frog lady too. So. Yeah, I mean, but in itself, though, this is a sort of series where there is secrecy as well. So you are presented with scripts which are basically like gold dust. And it must be interesting keeping these sort of things quiet because you, you know how this was going to progress before anybody else. And, and the world of fandom for something like Mandalorian, understandably huge because it is part of a big franchise. And it's got the child in as well. And uh, when the child has been hugely popular. So it must be interesting being part of that and having to keep these secrets. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you, I mean, uh, you know, I've worked on really big films in the past, so you kind of get used to it. Mm -hmm. You know, signing those NDAs, just keep your mouth shut. So <laughs> um, it was hard because I, I think I told my mom, I didn't tell her, because I didn't really know anything about it, but uh, when my agent emailed me my um, my deal, uh, she's like, you might want to pull your car over because I read it, and then down below it says Star Wars. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. And I did. Like, I just pulled over <laughs> on the side of the road, like, and just was like, bawling. It's like, I had to call my mom. It's like, I can't tell you anything else, but guess what? So, and then keeping it a secret from my brothers was hard because they've uh, been diehard fans from the beginning. Mm. So, and myself as well. So, yeah, good. <laughs> we're around the age. I mean, I was what? I was about five when I went to see A uh, New Hope at the cinema. And that was the first time I went to the cinema. And it's been such a part of so many people's lives. And with new young people coming in and enjoying the whole franchise as you go along. And as, as we mentioned, the child, uh, Baby Yoda, as he's often known. But uh, he, I mean, sat behind you even as we speak. But I mean, it must be great working with, uh, with a character like that, even if you don't necessarily see them at the time. For me, um, I saw him at Legacy because um, obviously Legacy Effects was also building, uh, you know, Grogu, Baby Yoda. Um, so when I saw him, I was just like, oh, oh my God, <laughs> you know, Yoda. Um, as a kid, um, I was I was so drawn to that character. Um, so it was very emotional when I saw, you know, the baby, cause I was like, is that the baby, is that baby Yoda? So, and he's so cute and it's just like, oh my God. Uh, and same thing, you just, I, you know, I was, uh, I didn't say a word to anybody, but I was <laughs> so excited for when he was finally going to be revealed. Cause I know people are going to lose their minds. So yeah. <laughs> Understandably so. But I mean, were the funny moments on set as well, either because of the way you had to work or, or just the, uh, the general uh, fun? Because you've got to enjoy the work, haven't you? Even though it, it is really difficult conditions at times. Yeah, you have to really love it, um, <laughs> especially as a suit performer. Um, so I'm not one that I learned from the best of the best. They're actually English actors, Peter Elliott and John Alexander. They are you know, basically the pioneers. Um, 
and they're the ones that taught me how to do this suit performance work. And then later, uh, a very good friend of mine, Michelin Sisti, he helped me with being in the suit performance world, but also then learning the technique of um, adding dialogue to that. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, there's so much. I think one of the most important things that Peter and John taught me that I remembered was, you know, cause you are, it is heavy, it is hot, um, you know, because of the environments in Star Wars, you know, even though we were in the volume, um, there's a lot of dirt and sand and stuff and fans blowing. So the contacts, the Solera contacts I wore, sometimes there'd be grit in those and, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. And, you know, I'll never forget what they taught, which is not now later, you know, just keep that mantra in your head. Often you just don't, you cannot really think about, you know, I'm hot. This is heavy. This is uncomfortable, whatever. It's like not now later, focus, focus, focus on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot and it takes a lot of patience and, um, will <laughs> to, you know, handle it and, uh, maintain that place of focus when everything hurts in your body. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's, it's difficult to find humor in those situations, I am sure. But even so, uh, as the performers that you are, you you have uh, have fun with it. And who is the most enjoyable sort of group of people to work with? Were you, were you able to have a, a good laugh and connect with people on on set? Yeah, for sure. I mean, most oftentimes uh, they would, you know, put me in and again I had to really conserve my energy mm -hmm. um, so that everything that I had I gave to him so I was really rather uh, subdued you know in a lot of ways and that helped anyway because he's just very you know he's old for one and <laughs> uh, just very zen and mellow but I had to do um, a couple of scenes uh, reading dialogue off screen you know just off camera and I wasn't in my suit and then they <laughs> saw the real me which is just like energetic and you know <laughs> fun and laughing and you know uh just so excited to be there so they you know my colleagues and you know the crew and stuff they got to see that part of me but not very often um because most of the time it was just you know the like you said it's every episode is like this mini movie and mm -hmm. so the pace of shooting is just intense. So, um, but every once in a while, they just was like, no, I'm out of my suit. Hi. The rap party must have been absolutely awesome for this then, just to let it all out. Actually, uh, we didn't have a rap party. Oh. <laughs> it's, you know, I think um, I'm okay with that. I mean, every penny I want them to put into everything that is the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> well, so it, it is looking awesome, and uh, I mean, through the the whole sight and sound of your character as well, I and mean, we we see all that as it goes along. But outside of this, musically, uh, you've done so much great work as well. And um, with the single "Thank You" just before Christmas this year, uh, you must be really enjoying that work too. Yeah, um, having you know when the premiere happened. Um, my life started to shift um, at that point. And, and it was slow, you know, because uh, Nick Nolte, he, that is, you know, the star, that's you know, the, the name on the screen. 
And I was just super excited <laughs> to be in the credits with my very, very good friends, uh, Brendan and Latif, who are the Mando doubles that I work with a lot, mm -hmm. especially on the second unit. And just um, to be with them there, that mattered to me. Because oftentimes uh, with Sue Performance, uh, your name is just right there with your whole entire puppeteering and um you know costume building team uh so that changed things and i mean i had no idea how much it was going to change except for <laughs> it was like literally the day uh that the show premiered um on disney plus uh, a fan from italy like it did it really fast like had a picture of me and a picture of will like side by side and like you know i don't know if that's okay with lucasfilm but you know usually they're like yeah it's fine you did you know so much work for um to bring the character to life mm -hmm. they've been incredibly uh gracious and kind with um allowing the fandom to just happen um so uh with all of that too a lot of fans and i definitely during this year when things have been so intense emotionally for everybody, I really just wanted to do it. Um, you know, fans have been sending mail and stuff to uh, my agent and just trying to keep up and sign them because <laughs> I just want to be able to give something to a fan just that like lifts their energy even just for a moment. And that's kind of how my new song, Thank You, uh, came about. It's just about the gratitude of you know, thank you so much for your support. And here's a little something in the form of thank you back to you. <laughs> and, uh, could there even be a, a Mandalorian sort of cast band? Do you think you could get some together? You'd be fantastic fronting that with vocals. Bit of a jamming session, possibly? It's funny that you mentioned that because a fan actually <laughs> made that wish on Twitter. It's like, please, 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 you know, ask them if you could be, you know, a singer in the cantina is like, I'm on it. <laughs> I would love to. And he's like, just ask them. So not so much latex and stuff on your face. It's like, <laughs> I will take anything they give me. That would be amazing. I, I'm going to have to tell John's teams, like, can I just audition for it? I'll just audition. <laughs> Let me just audition for that. <laughs> so I'm going to put the wish out there. <laughs> well, there's probably a showreel for that one already because you've got the videos for the the music, so that's already out there. But have you had, I mean, you talk about the, you know, the saying thank you as, as an inspiration for it, but have you been inspired in your music by some of the roles that you've had as well? It's not so much roles as it is this journey, mm -hmm. uh, this life experience. I mean... Um, you know, because I've been through a lot of, you know, for me as an individual, um, you know, I had rough moments early in my life uh, when I was 16. So um, I'd have to say my music and what I write about is more about that hero's type of journey, especially as a music artist. Um, that journey is like, it's one that I literally, you know, you, if you really want it, um, I was willing to wage it all and I lost it all. Like I lost everything that I'd ever had, except for literally right here on my couch. <laughs> this is like the only possession that I kept. Um, and it, you know, they, the hero's journey does talk about that. You have to, if it's something that you are incredibly passionate about, um, you're willing to risk it all. And I always encourage everyone, whatever your passion is, 
don't be afraid of risking it all. It's the only way that it will come back to you full circle. And then also too, I think the most important gift is you really understand um, the magnitude of um, the sensations of gratitude because, uh, you know, you survive it and um, you're better for it. So music journey is definitely all about the life journey, uh, except for thank you. Thank you is definitely inspired by the fans and the Mandalorian. So. Well, I mean, it is it is an inspirational piece. Your work in it brings it to life and uh, the way in which you can take really uh, what is in effect some special effects and turning it into a real-life character and, and do that in not only The Mandalorian but in other films that, you, that you've done as well, being uh, Gorilla and the like. Obviously, you get better lines in The Mandalorian. But, uh, you know, a, a, a true a true expression and a performer who is going to go on and do even more. We look forward to your involvement continuing with The Mandalorian franchise, fingers crossed, and more work uh, with the world of Star Wars. It would be brilliant to, to see you, even if we don't quite see you in much more to come where do we find you on all the socials you can find me on everything um it's fun and i do i promise to try to engage with everybody as much as i can i'm on twitter and instagram and facebook um and youtube is where um you can see all music videos and stuff mm -hmm. um and music is on itunes and spotify and amazon music so yeah, that's all my stuff, and it's just my name. My handle is Miss, M-I-S-S, uh, Misty Roses. So, so, yeah. Find you there. <laughs> and you've got a website as well? I do. Yeah, just go to mistyroses.com, and you'll be able to really, you know, it's obviously a much more refined um, search, and it's like, shink, everything is right there. So uh, music and acting and photos and all of that fun stuff. So. Well, we look forward to that to continue to expand with the uh, extra work that is coming your way. We uh, thank you for supporting Science of Cinema and their work raising funds for MediCinema. And we say, Mr. Rosa, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed speaking with you. And yeah, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful new year. Um, Hopefully we'll all get to come together again really soon. Fingers crossed. We'll get you over from California to the UK at some point. That'd be brilliant. Yes, I'm, I'm counting on that <laughs> <laughs> and hoping for it for sure. Well, Missy, love to speak to you. Thank you for joining us and have a fantastic 2021. Thank you. You too. Bye. <laughs> LGBT plus Sparkle have an additional meeting from this point forward, getting together on both Mondays and Thursdays to tell me more about that and everything else going on. I'm joined now by Marcus and Paul. Hello to you both. Hello, Hi. Jace. You all right? All good here. I hope we find you both well. Yeah, Not fine. Too bad, thanks. Good stuff. And, and uh, if, if there's any barking or, or a pair of eyes pop up, it's Dougal, uh, Marcus's dog. So uh, we, we, we'll be ready for uh, Dougal to join in on the act. Uh, also a feature of the uh, the, the video get-togethers you have for, for the group as well, I'm going to guess. Google loves attention. He pops up from time to time to say hello. <laughs> cool. Right, so what is going on then? Because Mondays are the new additional day for the LGBT plus Sparkle group to have your chats, and you're getting great numbers of people involved, aren't you? Yeah, we've got loads involved. So uh, what uh, happens on a Monday? Is it different to Thursdays? The um, group called For It on Thursday. last um, meeting we had was on Thursday. And one one member pops up and says, Marcus, 
um, because it's you know isolation and everything. I think some of them are feeling a bit low in themselves. Yeah. And they just popped up asked me and they said, "What about? Have you thought about um, adding a different day sort of thing?" And I says, "Oh, I said I'll give you some thought. I said I'll let you know." Within an hour, I got back to person and I said, "Yeah, we're doing the Monday two four. So this is going to be additional two Thursdays, same sort of thing. Yeah. A chance to get together, have a chat, and uh, the, the first one is on Brew Monday as well, which is quite uh, uh, appropriate, so you can get together and have a bit of a natter. Uh, so uh, what actually uh, happens in the group for those who don't already know? Basically, we just have a chat, you know, get to know each other, talk about different, sometimes we talk about different subjects. Um, it, it varies, like some subjects that we about is like um, in the trans community about transitioning from male to female, female to male, and other things as well. We talk about a lot of subjects, just one thing that we talk about. So, a, a wide variety of topics of conversation, and uh, some of it specific to the community, others, you know, just, just talking about general things. I know you've covered benefits, healthcare in the past, all sorts of uh, different things. There's the charity work that you do. Uh, and what else is going on with the group at the moment? Anything extra that we need to know about? We've got an AD um, from Coventry um, talking uh, to our group for LGBT History Month, I'll just say. Um, we've booked the tour the 11th of February. Um, Katie News is a woman on a mission, but not just any woman. Um, not just by any mission. She's came out publicly. She's been transgender after living for 48 years as a man, and she's talking to the group about her story. So, uh, again, the ch chance of a bit of a biography there and to, to understand what she's been through, how she came to that point in their life where she was able to, to come forward and say, this is who they are. And uh, you know, it's something which uh, I know it, it would be a struggle for a, a lot of people uh, with the, the way things seem to be judged. And if you're going through that and we're going through lockdown and the loneliness surrounding it as well, then uh, your group would be a great place for someone to be able to have a chat and, and maybe start to talk about their feelings and issues. Yeah, that's, and also one of the things that we've been Speaking about it was um, last year in December, um, is in the trans community, and um, when they're waiting for it, varies from case to case, but some transgender people are waiting four to five and a half years for the first initial appointment with their like, like GP and that, and that's not for just treatment, hormones, and stuff like that. In time, they have no additional support, like someone calling them, calling them up every month to see if they're okay. You know, and the suicide rate high in the um, trans community. So I'm trying to challenge that both of us. Mm. We had meetings in December, but I'm still trying to sort of argue it and need additional support while they're waiting for their first appointments. So obviously, uh, you know, anything that can be done to help is, uh, is, is going to be appreciated, necessary, and just uh, allowing people to live their life as, as who they are, which is... Uh, Obviously, something which which, which needs to be uh, addressed to make sure that they can be who they who they know that they are on the inside, and uh, they can avoid having the sort of mental turmoil which can go alongside not being able to express yourself and appear to be the person that you you know you should be. So all that is happening. And where, where do we find information on the group? If somebody wants to join in, where do they go to? You can find us on Facebook. It's LGBT. So look out for the group there and uh, yeah, make that request to join and you'll be in there chatting with a, a group of people who are caring, considerate and ready to get together and have a bit of a natter. And anything else that we need to know about as we head through 2021? There is some more stuff, but um, I'll talk 
going to know a bit more about um, that soon. So watch this space, and before you know it, uh, you'll have more information on that one. Well, keep, both of you keep up the good work. Uh, I know that uh, you've been uh, really pleased to get some funding through to help with uh, your treasurer, which has allowed certain groups to take place. And I know that some an interesting physical activity we'll be talking about in the not too distant future. So we'll look forward to that. Meanwhile, for now, from LGBT Plus Sparkle, both Marcus and Paul, thank you for joining us. Bye. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 605 next week. I'll see you then. Good afternoon. Goodbye from the mill bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah.